Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance, too, with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Hey, thanks for listening to Dirt and Sprague On Demand, a Service Patriots podcast. Service Patriots is your home comfort solution for all your heating and air conditioning needs. Check out the latest special offers for our listeners at ServicePatriots.com slash the fan. LeBron James. Sexiest man alive and virgins making news. This is Dirt and Sprague. The worst day to be horny is Sunday. The best day is a Friday and Saturday night. Andy Dirt Johnson. You want to close. Close. As in C-L-O-S-E. Not C-L-O-T-H-E-S. And Brandon Sprague. I love me a Spanish-speaking woman. I really, really, really do. I love it. Now, that ain't all you got to have. You know what I'm saying? You ain't got to have it, but I mean, it is a plus. A bilingual women, specifically Spanish, whispering in your ear. It's a beautiful thing. Dirt and spray gone 1080. The expectation is that you're going to be ready to step up and handle your business. That's her expectation, whether she tells you or not. Am I right, Solange? Amen. Amen. The Fan. All right, welcome back in. Hour number two. Dirt and Sprague here on Portland Sports Leader, 1080 The Fan. Thanks, Stephen. I closed on New Year's. Oh, <laughs> With a Latina woman, would be my guess. She bilingual. <laughs> Papi. <laughs> we have a loaded second hour on the radio program. It's good to be back. <laughs> And that's the all-time giggle. It's the all-time best giggle. I had some friends over, some family friends for New Year's Eve, and we did the East Coast New Year's Eve. That's how you have to do it. Well, they ended up leaving at like 1030, but it, like yeah. still, it's enough time to get home. You do your little firework thing, go to bed, whatever. We get the bastardized version. It's already happened. Yeah. It's already taken. It's just re-airing the same show. They were like, what should we watch? I go, we watch Andy Cohen and Anderson yes. Cooper. This yes. isn't a yeah, that's, debate. That's not up for debate. No. They weren't as... In or in the know of what those guys do. And as we turned it, they took their first shot. And Cooper's like, (laughs) And eventually he got the giggles as he's interviewing John Mayer at a cat bar. In Tokyo. In Tokyo, Japan. God, they were they were fantastic. Like, what are you gonna watch? Ryan Seacrest? What else are you watching oh. on New Year's Eve? Get out of here! Did you see Ryan Seacrest? Hey, hey, Joe, Joe Biden. No, what is he? What have you been eating during the holidays? 
Oh, I've been eating all of it. I don't have my teeth anymore. Soup. <laughs> soup. <laughs> There's that mindset. Bread when you're and over, soup. You're over the age of 80. That's all you can have is just soup. You can't handle any whole foods. got to no. be liquids. I've made a vow in 2024. I will not be getting very political. This is going to be a trying year at the end of the year. People are going to hate each other. I can also acknowledge, I watched a little bit of his Ryan Seacrest thing, went, God, he is so old. He's very old. He's so old. Does he know what day of the week it is? Imagine that guy telling you what you need to go do. You're like, I don't know about that. You sure about that, Bob? Put a diaper on him. Uh, We have a lot to get to in the second hour of the radio program, but we must start the illustrious. You're damn right we do. Oregon Ducks. Hello. Fresh off talking about Washington being in the title game. Oregon. <laughs> this is the real title. <laughs> Liberty was undefeated. Thank you very much. We're claiming a national title. I read you the George Reister tweet. I'm kind of disappointed that you didn't also join me in like the ridiculousness of that tweet. I mean, it's really, it's yeah, you don't you don't do that in the aftermath. I saw a lot of Duck fans. I think we're one of the four best. I think we could have beat this team and this team. And I just, <laughs> yeah. You had your shot, you didn't do it, okay? Sure. sure. Uh, Oregon, though, trouncing Liberty. Little, a little bit of a slow start. A little bit of, uh, oh, <laughs> do we care about this game? Liberty, 6-3 at the end of one. They did. They were up. They scored on their opening drive. Uh, nothing to fret there. Oregon just went on a 42-0 run, and they went 45-6. A 12-win season for old Dan Lanning, and Bo Nix goes out on top. 363 yards, five tutties, most passing yards in a duck season, most touchdowns thrown, and now he has the single-season completion percentage uh, leader all-time in college football as they give these little touch passes so his percentage goes up. He secured it, and he got a nice walk-off ovation, which Dusty took some photos of at the game. And Oregon ends their season on a high trouncing Liberty 45-6. It was really funny to watch him try and get that record on the last drive that Bo was come in on, the game. Come on, we <laughs> all saw it. Throwing little pop passes and screen and passes. And RG3, I'm, I don't think Bo even knows or cares. I'm <laughs> like, get out of here. They all know. They all know. There's nothing else. To, they're up by 40. They're playing freaking Liberty in the Fiesta Bowl. Like, go for something. I have no problem with them going for a record. This is so stupid. This like, why was Liberty in this game? Why is this the matchup? Oregon, look, I'm not going down the road of they're one of the two or three best teams in the country. I do think they were one of the best teams in the college football this year. They played, what would it have been, 12 different opponents, I think now at this point, because they played Washington twice, maybe it's 13. They dominated like 11 of the 13 games that they played. The only teams they did not dominate this year were Texas Tech in Week 2 and Washington the two times they played them. Everybody else, it wasn't really a contest, and nobody really even struck any fear into Oregon in the second half of any of these games. They're one of the best teams in the country. Definitely. They had one of the best seasons in the history of their program, they deserved an opportunity to go play an elite team and to end the season the right way. This was a mockery of a bowl game. Liberty should not have been anywhere near a Fiesta Bowl. Mm. It's group of five talent. You could tell immediately from the opening snap, the offensive line versus a defensive line, and I know that Liberty scored on their opening drive. You could just see the size difference, the talent difference. Like, it's just, it sucked. That was an awesome Oregon team to watch, and I'm so glad that so many guys decided to play in that game, and it gave me as a fan a reason to watch and to end the season on a high note. It just, it doesn't, it's not the same. It's like if they would have played Georgia or Ohio State or Missouri, Ole Miss, Penn State, the list goes on and on. Play any of those teams and you win. There's a much different feeling. Playing Liberty was stupid and they should not have been in that game. Yeah, I saw the Salter quarterback and I went, he's not beating Oregon. Like, come on, man. He's wearing a ski mask under his helmet. What What's he doing? doing? His helmet was like what was 16 that? inches above his head. Well, like, why is he wearing so? He was indoors. <laughs> You're indoors in Arizona. <laughs> he's wearing yeah. a whole... cold. He 
was on, wearing man. a whole head cover. <laughs> Come on, man. I didn't know what that was about. What are we doing? Is their running back had the body of me, had a nice little beer gut going. Like, this is who we're playing in a Fiesta Bowl? Yes. Really? The running back was famously <laughs> sitting on the couch and getting fat, yes. as you claimed, for 10 yes. days. He looked like it. Put down the <laughs> cheesecake, man. Uh, Nick's getting a nice walk-off, though. A great ovation, cool. a good moment as uh, they finish that drive, and he gets the walk-off. Here was Bo Nix on playing his final game for Oregon. Uh, it's meant the world. Um, you know, it's just such a, op- a great opportunity for me to be able to come out here and play with such an incredible team. And, you know, the coaches that we have and the year that we had, you know, I felt it'd be only right that I come out here and play one more time. You know, I couldn't wait for this game uh, to get out here and to play one more time. You know, um, I think it just summed everything up, um, you know, with my college career. And, uh, you know, I wouldn't have been here without those guys. So it was the least I could do to show my appreciation. I uh, I did I I lied in the first segment. I actually omitted something. I did see. I didn't actively watch it. It was on a television. I went to a happy hour during my vacation. <laughs> mm-hmm. I God, I for a morning guy, I love a good happy hour. A little three to six p.m. By oh. the way, <laughs> a little cheaper menu too. Oh, uh, oh, little man. tasty foods for five bucks. Steak bites for six ninety nine. <laughs> I'm in. You go to the A crop? Uh, What's going on here? I didn't say where I went. I had a full body boner for uh, two weeks. Snabbing, right. <laughs> cabin. Uh, but the Florida State Georgia game. <laughs> I didn't say where What'd I went. What you do on your break, oh, man? What are you getting into over there? A kid's gone for a weekend or something? I'm a new man. You there with Schultze? You and Schultze <laughs> taking your wives to the strip club? No, it's just me, Schultze, and his wife. Just, okay, gotcha. Yeah, okay. It, was a, it was a party. Hey, <laughs> it's a pants party. Nice. Yeah. Uh, no, but I, I saw the Florida State-Georgia score. And I, I remember looking up, and I was in the middle of a conversation about resolutions, and in the middle of I went, holy crap! <laughs> They killed him, by God! And I'm not shocked that Florida State lost all their dudes. That was yes. second and third and fourth string players playing against Georgia. But I do feel what you're saying. I, I would have much preferred to see Georgia, Oregon. I would have rather played Florida State with half a team than play Liberty. They would have killed them. I don't think you would have felt that way in the moment. At least it's an undefeated Power 5 team, not Liberty. They played an insurance company. They did. Whose former president liked to watch his pool boy pound his wife. I mean, you can make a really good argument they shouldn't exist no they like far and away lead the country <laughs> in online like have you seen this the online yes. enrollments it's yes. like them and nobody else them and grand canyon yeah grand canyon this religious and political <laughs> institution existing as a tax-free university yeah, like get out of here basically that yeah but oregon i mean look oregon they weren't handed a great opponent I give Duck Fan a lot of credit for going to that game. None of these bowl games matter if they're not in the playoff anymore. No. And next year, Oregon will be here. I don't know if it's Liberty or somebody else, <laughs> but that'll be a playoff game. That will not just be, oh, it's the Fiesta Bowl and it's a good end, but it's Liberty. Yeah. This game will matter next year. And that that kind of was my continued takeaway. And Swag couldn't believe that I watched the whole game through, but I had to be on my toes in case you came in here. <laughs> With a take in the fourth quarter, a Kenyon Sadiq's first touchdown as a duck. Huh? How good did that look? Jurion Dickey making a couple of catches? What Swag, what did I say when you asked why I still watched? <laughs> yeah. I, I was like, didn't you like flip over and take in a little bit of uh, the Winter Classic? Ah, because yeah. the Ducks, Bo, once Bo and Bucky had their curtain calls. The first half, it was over. It was 31-6. to six <laughs> Yeah, the game was over pretty But quickly. what did I say? Why 
Why did I keep watching this Oregon game? Because Dirt watched every last second of it and is going to get fired up about some third stringer that's going to make a difference boom, next year in the boom. Big Ten. Easy, easy. Kenyon Sadiq played in every game this year. First career touchdown on a little pop pass. That was nice. Well, the Ducks Completion rotate guys, goes up. so you can be a third stringer, but you're going to get this some action. I also thought your well, backup center filled in rather dude, nicely. Poncho was awesome. They've plugged that hole now for two years. He had a great freshman year. Big fan of Poncho. He is a nerd. Yeah, this is, I got a problem, okay? I got a problem. I'm, I'm okay acknowledging that. Here's what I will say, though, because you mentioned the Florida State game. If there's a takeaway from this game, other than, hey, fun to watch the guys play one more time and to get a win in a Fiesta Bowl, even though you played an insurance company. Yeah, but it, can I add quickly yes. caveat? I, I don't agree with a lot of the Duck social media takes of we can beat X, Y, and Z team in the current playoff. Definitely top 10 worthy, no arguments. I thought they handled that bowl game well because they didn't need to care. No, well, that's my point. And is, they, like yeah. everybody kind of at least rallied around this group and said, this was a fun special team. Yeah. Everybody came back. Thank you for all what you did for Oregon. A 12-win season still a 12-win season. I think it's only happened four or five times in the history of the program. It's, it's remarkable. I, I, that is my larger point, and that to me is the only takeaway from the game, is th- this is an era in college football where there's a lot of guys that transfer in. They're on camp. Like, look at DJ and Corvallis, right? He's on campus for six months, and then he sends out a tweet, says, a beaver for life. Like, no, you're not. Stop it. You were there for a cup of coffee. You probably didn't take any classes, and now you're moving on to your next university. You get a lot of that at college programs around the country. Florida State, I can't blame any of their players for not wanting to play in that game. The way that they were railroaded out of the playoff, it sucks. Everybody feels bad for them. Half their team didn't want to show up. But I do think when you have guys who decide to play, and again, I don't begrudge anybody who does it. Like, Troy Franklin or Powers Johnson didn't play. Popo didn't play. Kyrie Jackson. Oregon had some key guys that were out. The culture and the identity, though, of guys that still want to go out there and do that, I, again, I don't begrudge anybody who doesn't, but it was fun, and it was really it's good to see. It's a tip of the cap to thank you who Absolutely, did, right? man. It's yeah. just, I, it's, I, I'm a firm believer in college football and culture and DNA traits being massively important for long-term success in this sport. And to have guys that look around, I think outside of Florida State, of all the teams that had an excuse to opt out of their bowl game, Oregon probably would have been there. They thought they were going to the playoff. They lost to their rival in heartbreaking fashion for a second time. Their consolation prize is, hey, you're in the Fiesta Bowl and you're playing an insurance company. I wouldn't have blamed any of them for saying, we want nothing to do. We have nothing to gain from playing this game. But a lot of the guys in the locker room wanted to play. They gave us one more show. That was a lot of fun. And I think it was a a tip of the cap to the culture that Landing has established where those guys wanted to go out there and play one more time and didn't just pack their bags and move on to the NFL. I want to get to a bull thing coming up next. What I would add to it, I thought Lanning, I thought he said all the right things, right? That he had said, uh, it was our pen to write our final chapter, and we wrote the perfect chapter to the season we ended up having, like writing the good chapter to walk off on. And I think he was happy to see, and by the way, I think it's part of it. It's okay to say this. I think Bo knew where he stood with all these records and knew he could obtain them in this game. Why would you not want to cement yourself? You know, when Will Ferrell's character is like talking about his mom, I never know what she's doing in there. Every time <laughs> I saw Bo Nix's dad, he's crying every, every time. single time. And Emotional guy. He doesn't talk. He just stands there. He's always crying. And <laughs> like I, for a moment, I, what is he crying about? And then I'm like, eh, if this is my kid, I'm probably crying about all this stuff too because yeah, it was his dream to be a college football player yeah. and he got a chance to play in a New Year's Six game. And it didn't work all- out at his dad's yeah. alma mater and so that yeah. probably was devastating. They've acknowledged what Duck fans have meant to them and they're kind of turning his career around in the last two seasons. But I think if you gave Dan Lanning truth serum, Dan Lanning was kind of pissed yesterday. Hmm, about what? 
I think Dan Lanning wanted to play a Florida State, a Georgia. I think Dan yeah. Lanning oh, wants sure. to play those teams. Yeah. And no disrespect meant to Liberty, although some could be uh, towards them. And it's okay to give them disrespect. <laughs> they, they're not good. They're not worthy, I think, of playing in that game. There yeah. are like four teams in the Pac-12 that I think at full strength are beating Liberty. Arizona, Utah, Oregon State, yes. Washington, Oregon. Hell, give me Cam Ward against them. I'll take the Cougs. I'd probably take USC, <laughs> to be honest with you. <laughs> yeah, Caleb definitely Williams. With Caleb Williams yes. but, but my point is... I I, I kind of liked that I felt that I could feel that with Dan Lanning, that he yeah. was kind of like, Liberty. This is stupid. Yeah, this is stupid. Give me a good opponent. I want to make a statement. And I think to that point, though, credit to him and the staff for the team actually caring about the game. On the opening drive, there was that feel of like, uh-oh. Like, USC lost to Tulane last year, man. They blew a big lead with Caleb Williams on the field. Teams take these games lightly all the time, and credit to Oregon for not taking them lightly. Uh, I want to continue on the bowl thing and on Oregon and bring back a Washington thing coming up next. We'll get into Oregon State. Their bowl game didn't go as well during our vacation break, uh, but we will talk about where their program sits uh, after their Notre Dame bowl loss. So all of that is ahead. Dirt and Sprague on 1080 The Fan. Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress-them-on-the-third-date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance, too, with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Hey, you know, it's everybody's first day back. I mean, come on. Back from vacation. You got some rust. You got to wear it off. There is some natural rust. We will get into Oregon State. Yes, we will. Um, I've been a little conflicted on them during the break. I'd like to talk it out with you guys. A little conflicted. Speaking of bowl games, you forgot were happening. That was one that I forgot about. What I okay, so let me <laughs> so throw at eleven a.m. on a Friday morning. I was like, wait, what? Oh, that's right, the Beavs are playing right now. <laughs> oh, they were not great. <laughs> no, they were not. Uh, it's what I like about the bowl games now. As I tell you, I watched almost none of them. What I like is when your team loses, you can literally go, eh, who cares? Yeah, it doesn't it's matter. Yeah, it's, it's the Sun They didn't want to be there. They didn't want to be there. That's what the it's SEC does every year. But when you win. We beat yeah. Notre Dame. Yeah. We finished Notre with 12 Dame's wins. Our bitch yeah. in the bowl games, <laughs> damn it. Well, not anymore. <laughs> We're still 2-1 and one all yeah, time. Not anymore. 2-1 all yeah, time. That was ugly. Uh, that was ugly. Not quite 41-10. Uh, people know. argue Fiesta Bowl, Sun Bowl. What's more important to win? <laughs> Many people say Sun Bowl. That's a good point. <laughs> I loved the advertising for El Paso as a city to visit. <laughs> I love that you get those little promos yeah. there during the game. I love that I, I we also say, 
the airport's really nice. In El Paso it is? Yes. Okay. Good to know. I also love when we have to do the, watch the stupid commercials with the CEO of whatever company is chair, you know, the uh, behind the bowl game and he's got to do his that one was still, Kellogg's. Yeah. Ours was VRBO. Like, ah, sit down. Nobody cares. VRBO. Quit charging me fees. Yeah, your, your fees are too expensive. <laughs> I don't yeah. want to use you right now. Stop paying for bowl game commercials, damn it. Lower your fees. <laughs> no, but I, I did. I, it was something I kept telling myself mentally is how bowl games died this year. They did. I, I'm sorry. I, I, I will go out and give yes. you the hot take. I think bowl games this year officially died. I, I think, think America been, yeah. said, who cares? I mean, they've been dead for two years, to be honest with you. I agree, but this you year— You just had a different feeling because of the way your team played in the bowl game last year. No, I mean— At least like, you had that going for you. Look, all the jokes aside, I, I knew they were going to trounce Florida. Florida had nobody playing. It was one of the worst opt-outs of all the bowl season last year. And it does feel good to watch your team in on a high— but this year, it felt like bowl games even more so. It, like, got louder that they don't matter. And all these opt Like, Georgia beating Florida State by 60. <laughs> Nobody's shocked by it. Florida State had nobody playing in that game. Yeah. And they got railroaded. And they were pissed off. Like, I'm just not surprised by outcomes either way. What's funny is bowl games have died now. And yet, I kept telling myself, man, next year, how exciting it's going to be to have the 12-team playoff because I I think Texas was worthy. Washington, obviously. Michigan. Bama is a debatable team, but they beat Georgia, so okay. You said the point before the, the show. Georgia still might be the best team in college football. I think they are, yeah. They lost their first game in like three years. 30 straight wins. And bye-bye, get out of the playoff because we've got to put Bama ahead of you and... Yeah, Texas is here, and obviously you're not going to leave out Michigan and UW. Next year, we don't have that problem. And so, like, I am bummed that all of these bowl games that aren't playoff games are irrelevant. Yeah. Irrelevant. There's nothing you can do to save them. But I'm also excited that the playoff expands next year. Yeah, I, I think we've reached that point where there's no return. It's been going this direction now for a long time, really since the start of the four-team playoff. This was an unintended consequence. It made... Every other bowl game seemed meaningless. All of the push for programs and teams is to what? It's to make the college football playoff. That's the only thing that matters. Outside of the fan bases themselves, you don't really remember, like, who won the Fiesta Bowl two years ago, who even played in the game. You can't tell me the answer to that. Who was right? in it last year? Was who, it a playoff game? Uh, it actually was a playoff was game. It I think Michigan it was the TCU? Michigan TCU game. See, if I didn't, if they were in a playoff game, I wouldn't have been able to tell you. Can't tell you, right? There's a lot of games that just don't matter unless, again, it's your team and your fan base. You're always going to have that. Oregon fans will always remember beating Liberty, as dumb as that opponent was. But in three years, I'm going to ask you, who played in the Fiesta Bowl three years ago? You're not going to be able to tell me that, right? So I think we've been heading this direction for a long time. Some of the numbers out there are staggering. I saw this tweet yesterday. In 1990, do you know how many bowl games there were? Uh, 1990, I'll guess there were 25 bowl games. 20, 25? Swag, you were 47. How many bowl games? <sighs> Calm down. <laughs> Uh, what year? 90? 1990. I can't remember. Well, yeah. You didn't help the cause there. Come on, Joe. Sleepy Joe, wake up. Why did you go? All right, 1990. 1990. Huh? In well, 1990, there were 19 bowl games. Yep. In 2000, 10 years later, there were 25 bowl games. You know how many bowl games there were this year? 44. 44. Wow. 44. There are too many of them. That yeah. is the first problem. You need to lop some of these off, but it's not going to happen because you have all these corporate sponsors and TV dates. But it's okay to acknowledge that the sport can evolve and change. Baseball for years 
Who played for the World Series? It was the team with the best record in the American League and the best record in the National League. There was no playoff. We still should be doing that, I think. <laughs> and Braves fans will argue that. You won't argue that this year when the Dodgers won 147 games and you won a chance to beat them in the playoffs. Your argument's going to flip this season, and you know that's a fact. But that's the way that baseball used to exist. And they expanded. They changed. Hey, here's your playoffs. Okay, let's add wild card. It's okay to expand. Football, college football needs to acknowledge this and say, bowl games don't matter. This is If you want to have a couple exhibition things and big matchups of teams that are close to the playoff that don't make it, by all means, I don't need to watch Watch six and six teams play one more game. No. Seven and five teams, I don't need to, they're not good. I don't need to see you play one more game. Change the lipness to you have to win eight or nine games, then you can go to a bowl game. I, I don't necessarily disagree with that. I, I thought Saban actually had some really good stuff pre the Rose Bowl. He was asked about games, and you know, he says the traditional old school coach thing of bowl games just kind of used to be a reward and a fun thing for teams to, to get. Like, hey, you finished at a certain record. Now, six and six, you can argue that's kind of Dumb, but whatever. They got to fill all these bowls out. But it used to be appreciated. And well, I think to that point, though, it used to be good teams went to bowl games. When you only had 19, that's 38 teams that go to a bowl game. It's 100 teams in FBS football. I, that's a fair point. But I, I think his overall arching point is like, these don't mean anything. And, and we had a listener tweeted us during the break and was like, NIL's killed it. NIL did not kill these bowl games. Uh, NIL is, it, the portal has helped kill this. Mm-hmm. Coaches moving around, NFL draft stock has helped kill this. I mean, how many players? You go back to Royce Freeman at Oregon in the Vegas Bowl. No thanks. I'm I gave my service. I'm gonna now get ready for the NFL draft because I want my draft stock to be good. You can't blame in the players who are leaving to transfer, go get the NIL paycheck, or getting ready for the NFL draft. I, I don't fault any of them, and I don't think any one problem has done it. I think collectively. It's impossible to create a playoff and care about the non-playoff games. Exactly. It's the NIT now. It it really is. And nobody cares about the NIT or the CBI or whatever the hell it is Mm-mm. because the playoffs, and, and people have said this many a time, if you're not in the playoff or you don't win the title, for a lot of fan bases, it feels like a failure of a season. Yes. And that's a good point, but like what Saban echoed was, we're just going to keep expanding the playoff. I think Saban is open to doing 32 teams. I'm all for it, man. Get rid of the bowl games and have a 32-team playoff. That'd and that's, be awesome. That's kind of how I feel as well. Like, you, Are any of these companies gaining? Like, The only company that succeeded this year was Pop-Tart. <laughs> but are you going to go buy Pop-Tarts because they cooked a human on TV and we ate it? I, I don't know. That's not the kind of human eating that I want to do. Hey-oh. Uh, but like, that was the most memorable thing from bowl season was a Pop-Tart got cooked alive. <laughs> And then a cheese it holding a sign saying, I'm a non-edible mascot. <laughs> You've had the mayo dumping the last couple of years. Yeah, like that's, that's what bowl season is turned that's into. wearing off. That's not even I fun. Know. Like Riley, Lincoln Riley got dumped eggnog on his head. Oh, which, I didn't see that one. He got an eggnog bath. I, I saw him get eggnog and I wondered how upset he was because he's got the fake hair at the top because yes, he's he balding, does. but he doesn't want to be bald. What if he's fully bald after the eggnog just rips all the follicles out well i think when lebron has people rub his head like he has to take a week <laughs> off for back injuries and have it reseeded but i like really i don't know what the companies get i like vrbo yesterday at the fiesta Bowl, they had a blurb where they're like and vrbo paid for 250 students to go to this game i'm like yeah because nobody wanted to go to the game yeah because it's liberty liberty man did what you, do you see the liberty section it was empty <laughs> where the hell was liberty fan they're at home watching in the corner i thought they yo hey hey yo, hey yo. <laughs>
Nice. Well played. Yeah, I mean, this is the direction we're going. It just it, it doesn't feel like it matters anymore. And it's sad for a lot of people who grew up watching the sport, but I'm also okay acknowledging changes. Change is fine, man. Like, I think one of the things that pushed this over the edge was who was the uh, – was it Jalen Smith who went on to play for the Cowboys, the linebacker at Notre Dame who mm-hmm. played in the Fiesta Bowl? I want to say it was Notre Dame, Ohio wrecked State. His knee. And he wrecked his knee, and everybody remembers that. And you think, God, when I was watching Oregon's game yesterday, all I could think was please don't let any of these guys who decided to play get hurt. I know. Bucky, Bo, Dorless, all the guys that decided to go please stay upright so it doesn't cost you any chance to get drafted where you were going to get drafted it's just it's okay man the sport has evolved it has changed bowl games don't matter anymore expand the playoff further and i think next year we're in store for a very exciting playoff because i think the top of the sport is evened out a little bit i think michigan beating bama is a sign of that washington going with their recruiting classes to the national title the sport is evened out the playoffs going to be awesome when it when it's expanded that's there's no doubt you can hate the portal and many fan bases do but what you cannot refute is how much more parity it feels like the sport has. We don't have an SEC champion this year. We might have a Pac-12 champion in the last year of the Pac-12 for the first time since what? 04, 05? Uh, when, when did was... USC quote-unquote win it? I want to say it was two, uh, they, the one they had to vacate, ironically, was I believe 2005 because they went back-to-back years. They beat Oklahoma right. and then lost to Texas. So technically 04, but like we really know it's been since 05. Like, yeah, going on 20 years. This is what it, the sport lends itself to is you get enough players of value to certain programs and it doesn't mean the power, the Blue Bloods are going to go away. It just means that you're going to have Washingtons yeah. emerge every once in a while. Uh, so I, I don't know. I, just, I I feel for the fans that pay for these games and then all of their players opt out, like Florida State fans. Like, maybe we'll go try to kick George's ass and prove a point. At least it was in Miami, so they didn't have to go too far. But, yeah, you imagine spending a ticket on that? No. A couple hundred bucks that you want your team lose by 60? I can't. Uh, but we need to expand the playoff even more and just – Get rid of these, I guess. If you want the Pop-Tart to be there, then so be it. I, I Look, they're there for people to watch. I didn't want to watch, but some people did. That's put okay. Them, put them on the sideline of one of the playoff games. We'll eat a Pop-Tart out for the game. Uh, speaking of bowl games, Oregon State did not fare well in their Tony the Tiger Sun Bowl game against Notre Dame. We'll talk about that, the future of their program. Blazers to play. we got NFL to get to still and a little more college football next. Dirt and Spring on the fan. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can waste another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can conquer it. I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. Any road. The steeper, the better. Because my all-new Santa Fe is available with H-Track all-wheel drive, so I can hit the trail without a worry in the world. Heck, with three rows and best-in-class rear cargo space, I can pack the whole family in with all our gear. We've got available dual wireless charging for our phones so we'll never lose touch with civilization and we won't lose touch with the primordial power of Mother Earth. So which is it? Waste the weekend or do something a little more epic? And conquer it in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me, because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates, like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. All right, we'll dive into the NFL coming up in a moment. Haven't talked much NFL yet. We're going into the last week of the regular season. This is it, boys. 
Niners and Ravens clinching the one seeds. So we'll talk about that here in a moment. Russell Wilson was benched while we were on vacation. I basically cut. I basically, mean, he's, he's not going to yep. be a Bronco next year. Nope, they want to get out of that contract. So what happened to that? And something looming in the NFL playoffs. Um, I mean, the refs cost a team a game and and yeah. changed cost them the two seed, changing the seeding. Yeah, I mean, like, this is a big deal. Yeah, with the Eagles losing this weekend, that that loomed even larger. With Dallas getting that win over Detroit and with those calls, I mean, that was Detroit should have won the game. <laughs> Detroit should be the two seed. This is crazy. <laughs> oh, the Cowboys are such frauds. Uh, let's talk about your beefs first, though, shall we? It was not pretty. Uh, they played Notre Dame. It was a Friday morning game. It was one of those that you totally forget. Because I, I don't know about you guys in that week after Christmas and New Year's, I lose track of day. Like, it's a haze, yeah. It is a haze. Yeah. No clue what but day of the week it is. I was in isolation, I watched more bowl games than I have ever watched. Yeah, you had nothing. You had COVID. As, you, <laughs> as I did a segment, nobody's watching. Yeah. Swag's like, I watched them all. Every watched single First game. time in like 15 years, I wasn't doing the Schwab. That's right. The Boozer brothers won it. Yep. Did they? They yeah. sound dominant. One of their big one of the brothers sounds like he could be a star in the NBA right now. Really? He's that good. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, this happened on Friday morning. It was uh not a great start. It was only 14 nothing at the half, and then Notre Dame kind of piled it on. Yeah. Oregon State got it. Was, it was over 14 yeah. nothing. Uh, Notre Dame had a lot of opt-outs, but their backup quarterback actually looked pretty good. I, I thought he threw the ball pretty well. Go Branson got the start for Oregon State. Obviously, you no know, Martinez. We don't need to dive into all the nuances of it because I do want to center mm. more on the portal stuff for Oregon State, but do we have any takeaways from their Sun Bowl game against Notre Dame? I don't really have a lot of takeaways. I had a couple people texting me like, hey, man, I'm sorry. And I'm like, hey, did you see their opt-out and their coaching list? Like, did you expect them to be dominant and beat Notre Dame? Yeah, when your coach leaves, your chances to winning a bowl game diminish greatly. Well, okay, so I don't, I think citing people doesn't necessarily uh, register as a quote-unquote call-out. But, like, I saw a Nimick tweet. Mm. Nimick uh, was tweeting about this, and he had highlighted everything Oregon State was not having for the game. And it's almost kind of like a, it's going to be okay, here's what you didn't have. And I kind of just thought, yeah. But none of them are coming back. None of Martinez. those things you listed are coming back except Damian Martinez. Yeah. Yeah. And and I you know, I think that's a bit of the problem. It's like go Branson. We've had people I, I saw people clamoring to replace DJ. All right. And then it's not Aiden Child. Well, go Branson. He won like eight games in a row last year. <laughs> He's a winner. Looked pretty awful, Bob. Didn't look very confident. I thought their play calling was pretty awful as well. I mean, just overall a, a pretty pathetic performance, but also not something I'm stunned with, given the opt-outs and the lack of coaching that they didn't have. No. But this kind of highlights the problem looming. I hope Trent Bray and Keith Hayward and Ryan Gunderson and Kyle DeVan and all these former Oregon State-related people have success. I also am realistic, and it's kind of the scoot-dame thing. You're replacing Damian Lillard with another posi- with the same position of a different player there are going to be elements of Damian Lillard you will never replace. And those elements might be super important. The same thing can be said at Oregon State next year. Yeah, we've replaced our offensive line. Maybe the best in the country. Okay, cool. That's going to be real easy, I'm sure. Uh, your offensive coordinator. Most people hated Brian Lingren. They want a new voice. Maybe Ryan Gunderson will provide that voice. Yeah. I would say, okay, but also Jonathan Smith and Brian Lingren are really smart on offense. Yes, they are. I know they ran a kicker out from 30 yards on a fourth down, and it was stupid. They're still really good at what they did. I, I just think... He's now a duck, by the way. That happened while we were on vacation. Well, I'm glad you guys got a consistent kicker for the first time in program <laughs> Hopefully, history. Hopefully, is he good? We need one, man. Uh, he is, he's pretty good. Have you seen our kickers? They suck. Um, but my, my whole point on this is I'm a little nervous of what this could mean for them, even yeah. with a lesser-than schedule next year in Mountain West. 
They also lost Silas Bolden yesterday. Yeah. Pretty committed player, and then suddenly going after further consideration. After the bowl game, too. He played in the bowl game. He did. He left the bowl game at half with yeah. a injury. Yeah, I found I that know. to be a little interesting, <laughs> yeah. uh, which but no, no begrudging. I'm out. I just, my overall point is this. I'm very hopeful, and yet at the same way, I'm I'm kind of realistic. You're losing so, so much. Yep. And to assume it's just going to keep functioning the same way, I, I don't know if that's going to be an 11-1 team with a less-than schedule. I, I'm not convinced of that. So I didn't expect a lot in the bowl game. I'm also keeping my eye on what's going on down there. Yeah, I think both, both sides of that coin can be true, right? Like, Oregon State getting blown out in this game was one of the easier things to see coming, I thought, in the entire bowl season. Um, I, as a fan who has watched his program go into bowl games in years past when their coach has bolted and you've had a lot of opt-outs, guess what, Bob? It doesn't usually turn out well. I remember watching Oregon against Boise State. What was that? A couple of years when Taggart left and Crystal Ball was the coach. Everybody thought, oh, they're going to rah-rah for Crystal Ball. Crystal Ball in. Here we go. And Boise State mopped the floor with them. They had no chance in that game. When Crystal Ball left and they played Oklahoma in the Alamo Bowl, it was ugly, man. It gets ugly when your coach leaves and you have opt-outs. So that wasn't a surprise. But I also understand the fears and the concerns that you have going forward. They did make a couple of notes in the portal while we were on vacation. So yeah. Malik Murphy was one of the guys we were keeping an eye on. He ended up going to Duke. Everybody kind of saw that coming. He had a relationship with Manny Diaz. And so he ends up going to Duke. You don't get him. But you did bring in two quarterbacks in the transfer portal. One was, I think it's Giovanni is how you say it, McCoy, who was a really good player at Idaho this past year. Put I put up huge numbers and uh, you know for the Vandals. So yeah, he their, comes their in. offense was pretty electric actually. It for was the level. Yeah, it was. And then Jabari Johnson came in from Missouri, who was a you know a pretty high ranked three star recruit. I think he was only at Missouri for one year. I want to say so. One of those younger guys that saw the writing on the wall. I'm not going to play right away. So you now have a couple of guys coming in for the quarterback battle. They brought in some other players as well, defensive linemen um, from Houston. But I, I did have a, a lingering question going into the bowl game and then coming out of the bowl game, and that was. Who's your quarterback going to be next year? Because Oregon State had been operating under the mindset that it'll be Aiden Childs for the next three to four years. He obviously hits the portal and goes to Michigan State. So you had to answer that. Go Branson, to your point, didn't look great. You, hey, you want to come in and compete? That's fine. But you needed more competition there. And so I'll at least tip my cap for, for Bray. I don't know if either of these guys are any good or if they will be successful. But you brought in a couple of guys that can at least compete for the job, and that'll be a storyline going into the spring. I think the same things you had for your team, even though they beat you know, an opponent you didn't want to see them play. Liberty, Liberty. You feel happy for the guys who played. I, I actually found myself feeling awful. I watched the whole game, despite what the beatdown was. I just stuck around. You know, I, I, I don't want to see Katano Ladapo go out like that. That no, dude meant sucks, so man. much to that program yeah. and helped Jonathan Smith and company build it up. And I, I love that he played. Like, screw it, I'm here. And, you know, he'll give his hand at the NFL. But, like, Happy Valley, Oregon, happy to watch him kind of show out. And I just felt bad that that's, that's the last game of his career as an Oregon State Beaver. You know, I it what's hard for me, and I think some Beaver fans might be with me on this, and there could be a lot of others that are just, I'm way too pessimistic, shut up, hey, it's going to be okay. Bummer, Brandon. Yeah, it's, it could be a real thing right now. I'm just, I'm just worried that, like, even in their good years, they're going to get poached. That, that happened this year. It's like... Yeah, the Mascarena brothers are not playing, and they're not coming back. Like that's done. They're going to USC. Mm -hmm. Those that was your best linebacker. Like I, I don't know. I just think there are elements of watching that game that hit me differently than maybe other people. Of oh no, yeah. is, is eight and four next year 
Is that going to be the record? And and if that's the record, that that worries me about what the longevity of that program is, and also the uncertainty of the college football landscape. I no mean, doubt, Florida State's kind of sitting here, maybe in in the balance of control of what the future of the sport holds. Because if Florida State gets out their grant of rights to the ACC, Clemson's certainly going to join them. Miami want might want to join them, and then okay, the ACC is basically crumbling. Now we've got more conference realignment. Can Oregon State and Washington State get their way into that at that point? And if they can, you feel different. But right now, it's it's hard not to feel like the program generally has taken a pretty big step back. Oh, it unquestionably has. Until proven otherwise. To me, it's not the reverse of that. It's not, well, they got Bray. Being a head coach is not the same as being the D coordinator. There are different tasks at hand. Look at Jimmy Lake. And so I kind of need to do a prove it to me versus given the assumption it's going to automatically work well and so your larger fears about what it looks like in years forward i i would have been fascinated to see what this offseason would have looked like for oregon state in an alternate universe in which jonathan smith does not leave because you're going you're downgrading conferences and i want to get to one other note uh, coming up next on that but we haven't I, I don't know i just would would that have been enough to hold some of these guys on campus even though you're playing a lesser schedule some guys i'm sure would have still wanted power 5 but would aiden childs have stuck around like there's an alternate universe out there if smith stuck around if if yes, smith stuck childs around is the quarterback so and this is my point is if you can find i think that's the thing you cling to as a positive notion of yes you're getting raided right now and you've lost half your roster and you're trying to replace it with guys in the portal and we'll see how it goes for them going into spring but if you had kept your coach and if you keep Trent Bray around, will that happen to you offseason year in and year out? That's just a question we don't know the answer to yet. But on the conference stuff, I would, I do want to get there was a big announcement while we were on vacation. Swag is involved in this. I'm going to talk a little bit about that coming up next. We'll get to some NFL stuff at the top of the hour. Back after this on The Fam. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s. And each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. Ctmobile.com. After the end of a good fight, you deserve an ice cold reward. Medela is the mark of a fighter. You've earned this rich golden lager with a crisp, refreshing taste. Because you know, the bigger the fight, the better the reward. You put in the hours, the energy, the tough labor. You are a fighter. Medela is your reward. Medela, the mark of a fighter. Drink responsibly. Beer imported by Crown Port, Chicago, Illinois. All right, welcome back in. We'll get to the NFL coming up top of the hour. Santa Clara honks at the top of the hour, according <laughs> to one Seahawk listener. I did enjoy that on Christmas, getting a tweet from a Seahawk P1. You Santa Clara honks going to excuse this Ravens loss. I love how we have to do that now. Joe Fisher, I love you. He watches Brock Purdy play one bad game. Oh, she's one Purdy's beer. Come on, man. Come on. It's like, dude, just because your Cowboys are frauds doesn't mean you got to point the finger, okay? <laughs> Take the clown mask off. Look at your own roster, the, the one that can't hang within 32 points of the 49ers, all right? It's kind of hot and contentious actually more here on NFL than it is college football. Oh, wholehearted. I absolutely I like college is. football, everybody sort of understands their particular team's lot in life yeah. right now. Yeah. Well, some listeners don't like my approach where I've admittedly said I, I root for the Niners, but, like, if they lose – doesn't really impact my mentals mm-hmm. 
I had that when they were getting their ass. I, I was like, oh, they're getting their ass kicked right well, now. I think there's something with them, not to get too too sidetracked here, where they've been so good in big games all year that you're like, all right, you had you had a bad night. They've, if they face off in the Super Bowl. They're not losing by that margin. They I, might lose, but the game's not going to go that the bigger way. bigger concern for the 49ers is the health of Christian McCaffrey. Yeah. Yes, yeah, and now fine. you have two weeks to rest. They don't have to play anybody no, no. this week, and then you get a bye week. He he has the next 18 days. Yes, it's a long he's break. He's not, not going to play this for a week, while. They get a bye. None of them are going to play this. No, no Raven or Niner of significance no, should be no. playing this week. Absolutely not. Go get a month off. I don't care about the rust rest thing. Like, just go be rested because in football, I think feeling physically better is more important. Uh, I just love trolling the Cowboys because Joe Fisher listens and he gets angry, and so I'm going to keep doing it because he Such takes the fraud. he takes the bait every single Dude, time. They should have lost that game. People care. are saying that Swag on AM Radio. Where did this go? Uh, swag on AM Radio sounds like he's in the Charlie Brown show. I'm the teacher. Yeah, you're yeah. the teacher. Mm-hmm. Uh, somebody's saying no audio on YouTube, so I don't know if we if we're doing that right. I don't know what's going on. Uh, but has that been now. the case the whole time? No, no I think no, just no, now. No. Just now. No. Uh, I did want to get to this quickly though because this happened right after we our last show was. Wednesday before Christmas, a couple days later, we get the announcement. This is, you know, pretty typical with us. And when we're not here and when things get announced, uh, that Oregon State and Washington State announced a conference affiliation for non-football sports, or at least most of them. And everybody, I think, I don't know, maybe who wasn't following closely just assumed you're going to go the Mountain West route, similar to football, and you go play in the Mountain West for two years, and then you figure out where you're at. Not what they did. They're going to the West Coast Conference for basically, you know, you're looking at soccer, volleyball, golf, um, you know, uh, basketball schools, obviously. Isn't it non-football and baseball only? There's every, a few that sport? don't. So baseball is is still waiting to figure it out. Yep. And there's a few that don't have to be in a conference because they're basically only competing in meets. Like, yeah, like, like gymnastics. Golf, gymnastics. Wrestling. Wrestling, that kind of stuff. Like, you don't play a conference schedule. You just go to meets once a month. Gotcha. I don't know how any of that works, but that was yeah. in the article that I was reading. Uh, were we surprised? Happy? Discouraged? I mean, not that there was a good outcome here. Mm. Do we like the move that they ended up making? Because it was, it was basically between the Mountain West or the West Coast Conference. Yeah, the West Coast Conference. I think the and difference was the one. West Coast Conference was going to allow them basically to act as a conference member and compete for a conference championship. So if they win the basketball conference, <laughs> they get the an mask. automatic I can bid. hear the mask now that listeners cited. <laughs> it's all I hear. <laughs> Do you get to go play Gonzaga? Take down the Zags? Yeah. In the WCC? Come on, Tinkle! Basketball school now. One thing I've always argued, you should be leaning into basketball. Nice little win against USC. I don't know how good or bad they're going to be in conference play. I think the conference kind of sucks, to be honest with you, but we'll wait and see. I'm not, I didn't hear that and go, oh, we can win the WCC next year. And so that leaves me more discouraged than happy. You can lose to a handful of those teams in that conference because your program currently is not very good. <laughs> no, it's not. Your basketball, your women's basketball team is Women's though. is, they found their groove again. Yeah. Thankfully, they had a couple of seasons where it wasn't quite Scott Ruick's level, but he's got them back at the top, trounced the Ducks uh, to end the year. That felt good. <laughs> but, like, it's not exciting to me to hear WCC. Sure. Going to Gonzaga could be a fun trip. Uh, getting them at Portland because it's so regional and easy for us. Like, I'll be there with some orange and black. That'll be nice. But it's not like it's the strongest conference of college hoops, and you're also not a very good program right now. And so if you go to the WCC next year, and I'm assuming everybody's back because who wants to pay for a buyout, 
What happens when you finish fourth or fifth in the WCC? Like, that's not very yeah. encouraging. I mean, you could also be a year away from Gonzaga going to the Big 12 as well. I don't know if that will end up happening or not, but that's one yeah. of the selling points is you get a Gonzaga basketball sure. game. and that point, and that if, changes things a little if bit. If they leave a little bit. Here's what I will say. I, I, I don't like the – because I saw a lot of Beaver fans when this news came out saying, oh, their basketball is so much – West Coast Conference basketball is so much better than Mountain West. I'm like, oh, let's not sleep on the uh, Mountain no, West the here. Mountain San Diego State was just in the game national year. championship game. Like, They're so, going to put four or five teams yes. in. The it's a good year. basketball West is a great that is conference. really good. So you got Gonzaga and St. Mary's in the WCC. Those are fun opponents, right? The yeah. rest is, you know, we'll see. WCC is down this year, so here, top to bottom. Here's what I would argue, though. I, I think that... <laughs> Thanks for making me. Thank you. <laughs> here's what I will argue, though, that why this is ultimately the right call, and that is that it felt like you're doing the Mountain West thing for football. That's just that you needed something. You have to have a schedule put together. Football is a hard thing to do because everybody's schedules 30 years out, and it's really dumb. The other sports, though, it felt like the Mountain West wanted Oregon State and Washington State to basically, sure, you can put your toe in the water for two years, but if we're going to let you do this for two years, we're merging at the end of this. Like, we're going to become one, and that might still be your future. That might be what it looks like for you in two years if this realignment wheel doesn't pick you back up. But that's the reason that I view this as a slight positive. Not that it's great. There was no good alternatives, but at least it's not... You're not going to eventually join the West Coast Conference, no. right? Like, if you join a conference, it's going to be the Mountain West down Would the road, the or they West, join the Pac-12. Or they come up with something else. But this is, it helps the West Coast yeah. Conference because with BYU leaving, they had to schedule 15 non-conference games, uh, which is way too many. So the tra- it'll, it'll be easy on the travel because the conference is all basically California and then the stops here in Portland and Spokane. So that will help them with expenses. See, that's what I kind of, my takeaway was it was um, not just that Mountain West point that you made, but like also all of these trips are super cheap for them. They're, they're close. Yeah. They're, they're cheap. Close. It's, you're saving it's money. Like travel. It's two years. Who cares if you're in the WCC and back? Like yeah. this might be your future again, but at least you've got, you got two years now to figure this out. And I do think in within the time frame of this next two years, a bomb will go off in the ACC. Yeah. Like, it is crumbling. Florida State, that again also happened while we're on vacation. Yeah, Florida State's filed a lawsuit. The ACC filed a lawsuit against them. Like, here we go. That thing's going to collapse, whether it's, you know, in six months or a year or two. I just have a hard time seeing that thing stay together. That's your hope is that crumbles. They look to the Big 12. Big 12 needs another West Coast presence. Cal and Stanford mm. are like, hey, we made the worst decision of all time. We're joining a dying conference. Why did we do this? And maybe you're you're back in a good spot within two years. That, being in the Big 12, for football would certainly be very encouraging. I I would I would probably say though if you're talking about just the men's basketball side of this uh that's what the toughest conference in college basketball the, the Big, Big 12, 12? Uh, like, it's, yeah yes. it'll be tough. They give a damn. Like yeah. that's basketball for them is almost just as important as yeah. football. Oregon State's not currently in that position where that would go all that well for them. No, but I also don't respect their football institutions very much. Utah's a great program. Arizona's on yeah, the rise. But, but but this is the part that I hate being the bummer Brandon today, and I, I certainly sound this way, and I get it. But what we overlook is how massive two years is. Yeah. If you go eight and four, nine and three this year with that schedule in football. What's the second year going to be? I don't know why it would suddenly be 10 and 2 unless you somehow have a conference lead in and okay, I, now we have all the portal kids coming our way. That's the hard thing is like in 2 years everything can change and I agree with that. But in the same way like doesn't history kind of suggest that in 2 years, I mean or you saw Oregon State play their backups and third string players. Notre Dame 
did the exact same thing. What yeah. was the outcome? Yeah, recruiting in depth. They have it's it, like, you don't. Yes, but a lot of programs have that over you. A lot of yeah. programs. So that's kind of my point is like in two years, everything could change, and hopefully they're in a power conference. I just hope it's not to the point where they get in it and it's, oh, man. Look how rough a shape this thing you is. You got to build it all back up. Right. Yeah, that's a, that's a valid point. We got a lot to get to in the final hour of the show. Want to dive into the NFL? We haven't talked much about it yet. The one seeds are locked up in the AFC. NFC, what do we make of everything else? Russell Wilson is benched. We'll get to the mail sack coming up at 8:15. Get your questions into the Vancouver Four text line 503-864-6326. Loaded final hour. Don't go anywhere. Dirt and spring on 1080 the fam. You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law.